Hope Over Hype is a podcast that shares the stories of ordinary people who are serving an extraordinary God. I hope you're in a place where you can dance because it is about to get hype. Welcome to season five of Hope Over Hype. We are almost a year into this, which is so crazy. And I wanted to come and introduce this new series. This will be our athletic series. So I have asked people from the athletic world to come and share about their faith in Jesus and also talk about how they have seen hope in the midst of a world that has a lot of hype. And let me tell you, this has stirred some crazy hope within my heart. And I just cannot wait for you to hear these conversations. They have been so, so good. So today's guest is Jake Delaney. He is the assistant men's basketball coach at Gardner-Webb, and it has been an honor to sit across from him over the past few weeks and have conversations and um, learn about what God has done in and through his life and his family. His mom, Jane, battled with multiple myeloma for four years, and I have been so encouraged and pointed towards the gospel this past week just through learning about her life and her battle um, with this disease. Um, So Jake and I recorded this episode on Sunday, August 22nd, um, and on Monday, August 23rd, Jane went to be with Jesus. And we know and we celebrate that she is fully restored and healed with Jesus in heaven. And we want to dedicate this episode of Hope Over Hype to her in memory of her and in honor of her. And from what I have learned about Jane Delaney, she was a faithful servant of Christ. And I wanted to let you know that before we started this episode, before you heard this conversation, because when I texted Jake the day after um, his mom had passed, just to let him know that I was thinking about them and praying for them, he responded and he said that he thought that the timing of getting to sit down and talk about this was definitely the Lord, which I agree. And um, if I told you every detail of just God's nudging and the scheduling, it just everything was the Lord's timing. But then he said that the things that we talked about in this episode are even more true now. And so I wanted you to know that before because there is a lot of hope in this conversation and it's, it is going to stir within your heart. And I think just knowing um, about Jane and just that she is celebrating with Jesus stirs within me even more hope on top of the hope that is already in this conversation. And so we want to honor and celebrate again with the Delaney family, the life of Jane Delaney, who was known for her deep and abiding love for Jesus Christ, which overflowed into everything she lived for. She was a fiercely faithful friend, a fighter for the helpless, a devoted wife to her love, and a champion mother to her adoring children. Jane was a deep well of wisdom, a natural leader, and a creative artist at heart. She has left a legacy of love in her wake and will be deeply missed by all who knew her. Welcome to Hope Over Hype. We are starting a new series today, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be our athletic series. And if you don't know, Hope Over Hype was originally intended to be just for athletics. Um, But as I prayed about it and dreamed about it with the Lord, I felt like that it needed to be 
more inclusive of all people and not just athletics, but I have been holding on to this series for a while and really excited to do this because I see a lot of parallels with the overall theme of Hope Over Hype and the athletic world. And um, it's a world full of a lot of hype, but also there's a lot of hope in it as well. And as I was praying through of who to have on here, one person came to mind, which is our guest for today, Jake Delaney, which Jake and I don't really know each other that well, but we have been um, kind of in similar circles and um, the same kind of bubble for a while. And I'm really thankful that our paths have crossed. Um, and I told him this when we talked before, but I remember a few years ago, um, I visited a community group that he was a part of. And I just remember walking away from there after he had shared thinking he's the real deal. Like he is living out his faith and telling people about Jesus and just have really admired that over the past couple of years and really enjoyed getting to talk with him through these questions. And I am so excited for you to hear his heart um, and the ways that God is using him and the way that God has worked in and through his family. So welcome to Hope Over Hype. Thank you. This is a this is a big deal being, on, being at Hope Over Hype headquarters right now. I'm honored. Um, but no, I'm, I'm excited to be on and um, it's just been really cool listening to the different people you've had on and, and the ways that you're using this podcast to um, tell people about Jesus. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited that you're here. Well, we'll just jump right in. So tell me a little bit about you, where you're at in your life right now, your job, your family, all the things. Yeah, so um, currently an assistant basketball coach for the men's basketball team um, at Gardner-Webb. Um, going on year three, um, have, uh, I guess in total been here at Garden Web for five years cause I did, um, two years as a GA here. Um, but, but yeah, um, from Alabama, um, some people are surprised when I say that cause I don't have the most Southern accent. Yeah. Um, but I am from Alabama. That's where my roots are. Grew up in Birmingham. Um, and so yeah, have, uh. My parents, my dad's a pastor, so I'm a PK, which, yeah. you know, there's some <laughs> there's some uh, stereotypes that come with that, but uh, I'll try to prove them wrong, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my mom is, uh, she's a business owner. She um, is, owns emails. I don't know if some people have heard of it. I know you said you have yeah, before. Yeah. Um, and then I have three sisters, uh, one older and two younger, so I'm completely outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, never got in trouble growing up. <laughs> That's awesome. So. Can you tell me a little bit about just like your coaching experience and maybe a favorite memory that you have from growing up with, with sports and being in the sports world yeah. right now? Yeah. Um, so it's funny just having to think about this because I remember when we talked I was like yeah man uh I don't love talking about myself so talking <laughs> about a sports member of me is just uh it's funny but I feel like I had to share it um so in high school uh there was a game I was coming off an injury yeah. and I'd hurt my shoulder a couple weeks before so I think I'd missed two games and then we had a rival high school game at home mm-hmm. And for sports people out there, you would be surprised, but Birmingham basketball, there's a lot of pride. The student (laughs) sections in Birmingham are awesome, and Oak Mountain has the best student section in the state, hands down. (laughs) 
So our uh, our atmosphere was awesome. So anyways, we got a rival high school game, and I didn't play the first half because I was coming off this injury, and I play in the second half. And so we're down by, I don't know, 15 with four minutes left. Yeah. And I kind of helped us get back into the game, and the places are just going crazy. And then in the last, you know, 30 seconds or so, I hit like a really deep three to give us the lead. Mm-hmm. And it was from the volleyball line. I might have banked it in, but it went in. All right. <laughs> so it was awesome. So shot went in and then we had to play one, one more possession on defense and ended up blocking the shot. Um, so it was, it was a crazy finish. But the memory from the game really was, this is going to sound made up, but uh, we go in the locker room, we celebrate, and then we come back out. And as I come back out, the entire student section's out there, and they basically pick me up on their shoulders and start chanting my name. And uh, yeah, and so that's something I'll never forget. Yeah. It was probably terrible for my ego at the time, <laughs> but it's fun to, to think back on that. So Yeah, I feel like that's a scene in a movie. I know. Really. <laughs> Like, uh, I don't know, like High School Musical or something <laughs> stupid like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Minus all the singing. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly. awesome. Well, what do you love so much about the world of sports? Yeah. Um, yeah, sports has been a part of my life since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, I just grew up playing all kinds of sports. And then when I got into high school, I was just really focused on basketball. And yeah. Got into college. I had a chance to play um, at Covenant College. Uh, it's a small school in Georgia. Um, and once I got to my junior year, I knew I wanted to coach. Yeah. And so, you know, as I played and then as I've kind of gone through, um, I've been a coach now for, uh, I guess, going on year five. Um, and there's three things that I love about it. The first yeah. thing is just for you to be – uh, a part of a team and for you to be a good team as a player you have to buy into something greater than yourself yeah. and um, obviously you see that in scripture uh, yeah. just dying to yourself and um, even just what Jesus did in scripture I think there's like direct correlation to that um, yeah. on a team and so I love like seeing that and seeing the um, the fruits that come of that when you have a team full of guys that are bought into um, being selfless and being yeah. about each other yeah. and um, I know some people like when they hear I would call that kind of coach talk coach speak uh, they just they kind of throw that out and they don't really um, doesn't really excite them but mm-hmm. I think when you see it for the first time it's yeah. something that you're like man that is special um, and some really cool things can come from that and the second thing is just um, most athletes especially when you get into college this is like the most important thing to them and like I know for me um that was definitely the case when I was in college yeah and so with that there's just there comes a lot of emotions Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of failure that guys have to deal with and so it puts guys in these states of vulnerability that they wouldn't be in otherwise and as most people know just men in general aren't vulnerable um naturally yeah and so I think that just gives me as a coach um, a lot of opportunity to speak in the guys' lives. Yeah. And um, even as players, it gives you a chance to build relationships that on a deeper level that you wouldn't be able to do 
or it's just harder to do in other you know settings and so yeah. I love that part of it and a part of it and that the third part for me is just um, why I coach and that's I view coaching as a ministry yeah. and I think with the the kind of spaces that you put these athletes in and these players in like I have a chance to speak and speak truth into yeah. their lives and some of the hardest uh, moments that these guys have gone through yeah and oh, yeah. so I just love love that part of sports and um, I want to be a discipler of men yeah. and use my job to do that and use it as a platform and um, and so I'm not perfect at it and it's it's something that I have to constantly um, remind myself of and yeah. I was told before if you want to disciple your players you have to disciple yourself first mm. and so like um, so that's something I'm having to constantly do uh, yeah, every yeah. day because I know if I'm not doing that, there's no way I'm going to go in and start discipling my players. Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's something that I'm really passionate about and learning how to do it and yeah. um, hoping that God would continue to use me to, to do so. Yeah, so, that's incredible. Yeah. I love that. Well, how have you seen hope in the midst of a world that has a lot of hype? Yeah, um, love this question. Um all your questions, geez, they made me, I had to think for hours on this stuff, uh, which was good. It was yeah, really yeah, yeah. good for me to process some yeah, of these things. Me too. Um, I think the thing that I think about is just when I was in college uh, as an athlete, kind of going through uh, just finding my identity and yeah. realizing what my identity was in. Um, and so I guess just like a little background. Um, you know, I grew up a Christian and uh, was that going into college. Um, but I would say as I got into college, I probably put my faith on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, always knew it was there. Always knew it was, you know, it was really important. But yeah. I was distracted by um, all these other things. I wanted to be a really good basketball player. Like, that's what I was focused on. Yeah. But I think the reason behind a lot of that was because I started to uh, get attention from it in different ways I talked about that memory from high school and you know like I said it like built my ego up in in the wrong way yeah and so um you know by the time I got to my sophomore junior year it was like basketball was the most important thing to me Mm -hmm. like that's all I really cared about that and family and then every now and then I would kind of touch on my faith like uh but it wasn't that important to me um and so Going into my junior year, it was kind of like, uh, you know, we didn't really have any seniors, so I was going to be basically a senior as a junior at the time, so I'm thinking, like, this is going to be, like, my year, and, like, we're going to be really good, blah, 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 and basically the start of that year, I tore my labrum in my hip, and everything kind of went downhill after that. Um, I was able to play the year, but went from starting to basically being benched and didn't play a minute, and... Little did I know that, like, I needed that. Yeah. God needed to wreck my world mm-hmm. um, and take the most important thing to me and, and just take it away from me because yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't getting it. And yeah. so it was basically at that point that I realized, wow, like my identity is in something that is so fleeting and um, in something very empty. And yeah. so... Um, that's kind of started my process of really um, trying to go all in on my faith. And it wasn't immediate, but yeah. it was like 
um, I felt like over the next two two years, two and a half years was when um, God was really starting to work on my heart, and um, you know, He really He really changed my life uh, using yeah. using that year. So yeah, um, yeah. So from that, like, I've just realized that um, life to the fullest is is lived with with Christ, mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, I I think for anyone listening that maybe isn't a believer, yeah. I think a lot of times there's this misconception of, well, I want to be, uh, you know, you just believe in, in Jesus so you can go to heaven. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's part of it. And that's yeah. definitely one of the best parts of it. But to me, one of my favorite things is that now I know what life to the fullest is, is like, and that's, that's through Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. um, and, you know, a pursuit of him yeah. and kind of what comes, comes through that. So, um, so yeah, that would be, that'd be my answer to that. That's so, so good. And that is what I have seen. Like I served, um, a lot of student athletes in college had the opportunity to do that. And that's something that I was challenged with just like being in that world of like what happens when, like, who are you when you don't win the game or the crowd isn't cheering or, like, your walk-up song isn't playing? Like, who are you in the moments outside of that? And I think that's where we, like, meet Jesus, you know, outside no of, doubt. you know, of those moments and the hype. And the hype is incredibly fun. Yes. But for that to be our foundation is fleeting. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, I, that's that's so good. And I, I feel like, you know, I see that moment with our guys, like, yeah. Guys that I coach, I see that happening a lot, and that's just an opportunity for me to step in and be like, "Hey, man, like, just so you know, like, you're not defined by yeah. what you did last night on the court." Mm. Um, yeah. And I'm also having to remind myself of that as a coach. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of the f- few careers where there's a scoreboard for what you do. Mm-hmm. So every year that I've been a basketball coach, you can go and look and find what the record of our team was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you can easily get caught up in that as a coach too. And so, um, you know, I just, I love the opportunity to be able to speak into that with guys. Yeah. We are starting kind of a new vision theme with um, Hope Over Hype. I've been really challenged by um, Ephesians and Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. And um, one of my prayers for every episode is that this would cultivate conversations within people's circles of influence. But I was thinking about like, what would our takeaway be from every episode that like, whether it's, you know, somebody in the athletic world or a couple or just like a person doing graphic design like what are we going to take away from it and um I as I was reading um Ephesians and in the first chapter Paul is um praising um God for all the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ and I'm talking about how we have redemption through Jesus's blood the forgiveness of sins and the riches of God's grace that is lavished on us um which is the gospel and so beautiful Uh, but then it moves into a really beautiful prayer and he says ever since I heard about your faith in Jesus um I haven't stopped praising God for you and haven't stopped praying for you. Um, And then he asked that God would give them the wisdom and revelation to know God better and then also to know the hope that they have been called to, the hope of his glorious riches and, and the power that we have that is within us through the Holy Spirit that was the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And so from that, um, 
that has been my prayer for this conversation, like with me and Jake and um, for the episodes to come is that when people listen, when y'all listen to this and when we have these conversations, that number one, you would know God better through these stories of transformation and stories of hope and that also you would know the hope to which you have been called, um, which is so beautiful and so exciting and, and joyous to, to be a part of. So in light of all of that, um, the next question uh, that I want to ask you is what season or struggle in your life has allowed you to know God better? Yes. Um, another question that I think, if you're listening, you should think through this question. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this question for me right now is um, very prevalent in my life as the season that I'm in and my family's in is mm-hmm. my mom is currently battling cancer. Um, so my mom was diagnosed uh, I think a little over three years ago um, with multiple multiple myeloma. It's a bone cancer. Um, and she's got the most aggressive form of that cancer. Yeah. And so I remember the conversation uh, when we sat down with my parents. And, you know, they had told me, you know, that she had just been diagnosed. And um, this is kind of the plan and this and that. And... Um, I remember leaving and one of my biggest fears as I was getting older through college and Mm -hmm. as I graduated college was, man, we haven't had anything bad happen to our family or Mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, like I had this thing in college, well, you know, whatever. I mean, it's an injury. Like, I mean, it was, God used it. It was a big moment in my life for me, but like in the grand scheme of things, it was not, you know wasn't anything major and so I was always just because I saw you know you just hear of different people going through different you know forms of suffering and um and so I remember thinking like all right like here we go you know and um and so it's been it's been a, a big time challenge uh for um for each person in my family obviously my mom number one uh just she's gone through so much um just physical uh pain and suffering uh Mm -hmm. that you never want to see someone that you love go through um the emotional side of all that um that comes with that yeah um and uh my dad uh his life's changed completely um he's like i say he's a pastor but uh, especially over the last year and a half a lot of what he's been doing has kind of been at home um with her and taking care of her and He's full on doing that right now. Um, and then me and my sisters just, um, you know, just as, you know, her son and you know, her daughter's just watching her go through this. And yeah. um, it's just hard to hard to see. Um, but uh, through all of that, um, through all this suffering, I, I was put in a place of, you have one or one of two options mm-hmm. because like when you see someone go through something like that, there's literally nothing I can do. There's yeah. nothing, especially I live, you know, five and a half hours away from home. Yeah. Um, there, there's nothing I could do and I couldn't heal my mom. Um, and so it was a question of, do I actually believe in what scripture says? Yeah. Um, and, or do I not? And, uh, because you're, you're looking at it and you're like, 
my mom has been a, a faithful uh, follower of Jesus uh, throughout her life. Yeah. Faithful uh, mother to, to me and my sisters and um, wife to, to my dad. And so um, you look at that and you're like, she doesn't deserve this, right? This doesn't make yeah. sense. Um, but I know what scripture says is true. And mm-hmm. so I knew that. And so at that point it was, all right, like, God, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go all in on what you say. And like, we're going to, I'm going to trust and lean on you as we go throughout this. Um, and I'd say our family has done that collectively. Um, and so, you know, through the last few years, like, um, I feel like God has used this, uh, um, to make me fully depend on him. And through that, I know that I I now know him better, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. I know Jesus more um, because of this, and he's used that in my life. Yeah. Um, I've said this before. I think Kenny used this in a sermon one time. Um, I don't know why he would ever use anything I said, <laughs> but he did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you hear people talk about uh, blessed, or blessed, or yeah. um, a blessing. And to me, what I've found is that a blessing is anything God that, God can use to um, help you to know him better. Yeah. And um, I would say that um, he's done that through this. I mean, Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for mm-hmm. those who are called according to his purpose. And, um, and he's done that. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing, we didn't talk about this last time, but I was thinking about it more and it's like um, that verse to me depends on what, what's your view of good? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is your view of good that my mom gets healed? Mm. Um, is it things that we get on this earth? I mean, those are good things, but to me, I look at that as good as, um, knowing Christ more, Mm. knowing him better, like, uh, just getting to, um, see him be revealed on a whole nother level that I haven't been before. Like yeah. to me that that's good oh, yeah. and him using that for his glory. Oh yeah. Um, and so like, I've definitely seen that. Um, and so I think about that. I think about, um, second Corinthians four seventeen says for this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Mm. Um, and just believing in that, you yeah. know, believing in, um, that when we do meet Jesus face to face, that this time, uh, as that we're walking through as a family is, yeah. um, that it's, it, it looks so quick and so, so light, like it says, light momentary affliction that it's like, you don't even think about that because yeah. of, um, the, the presence of Jesus that you're in, uh, when we're in heaven. Um, and I was having this conversation with my sister and we were talking about like on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. And um, and we were just talking about like, you know, what's heaven going to be like? And when we hear that, she heard this this lady talk about how she thinks that when you get to heaven, it's, it's going to be the best things that we experience here on earth. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be that, like to a whole nother level in yeah. heaven. And so huh. that's something that like, you know, I've, we've, we were talking about and I've really thought a lot about it. It's like, and I've had some great moments with my mom through my life, some yeah. incredible moments. I'm extremely blessed to have had her yeah. in my life um, to this point. And, but it's going to be even better when we're in heaven one day. Mm-hmm. And that just, 
um, gives me gives me hope yeah. and excites me uh, to some level. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's so good. Um, we talked about this last time, but I've been keeping up like with your mom through the Caring Bridge page that your sister writes on, and I'm, I am gonna read. I wasn't planning on reading it, but I'm gonna read um, what she wrote back in November. Um, I think it was right before your mom was like about to start a new treatment. Mm-hmm. And I, I just keep coming back to this because, and this is one of the reasons that I wanted you to be on Hope Over Hype because just even from a distance, like a person in, in the crowd watching from the sidelines, like this is hope in the most moving way and just in a way that points you to the goodness of God. Um, so she said, we are trusting God's strong arm is protecting my mom from things we cannot see. And his sovereign hand is orchestrating this story into something beautiful. We have hope, not in a perfect, healthy life now, but in a perfect life to come. And we are entering into this new chapter, claiming the battle is the Lord's, just as David did as he approached the battle line to meet Goliath. Um, I just love that because I think that's, I mean, basically a sum of what you just said and just a beautiful picture of of the hope that we have in the midst of such suffering here on earth. Yeah, no, so good. And Jess, if you're listening to this, <laughs> too many people have said she's such a good writer. Yeah, and sure. I've been telling her she, she needs to write a book, a devotional or something. And so now she hears it on this, yeah, a little you, more pressure. Yeah, you hear so, it here on, on Hope of Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Emma agrees too. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so good. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I, I love that. Like the battle is the Lord's and like yeah. um, it truly is. I mean... There's no way that I can't even imagine going through the last three years without, you know, Jesus walking through this with us. Um, And I think, like, I think we were talking about this last time is I think back on my life and before this season came and there was a lot of change that happened in my faith. And I really think that for me, I think God was preparing me for a moment like this. Um, and so I am thankful for that, um, because I know that like there are just days that to me don't make sense, like the weight of some of the news that I get, Mm. um, even in the last two weeks, uh, of my mom that, um, I know that the only way that I feel like that I'm standing is because of the power of Jesus that's Mm. in me. So, um, so yeah. That's powerful. Well, is there a truth from God's word that you have clung to whether in this time or just throughout your entire life? Yeah, this is funny answering this question because, uh, like I said, you know, I'm not a big, uh, I cling to a certain verse and like that's been my verse for the season of life. Like I've never just been like that. Um, And so there's just so many things that came to mind when I was thinking through this. And I think the, the first piece of scripture that, I feel like I've had to cling to is the gospel because mm. when I look at this suffering, like I talked about before, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and the only way to make sense of it and the only way that I feel like I've been able to get through it um, through the power, power of the Holy Spirit yeah. is the gospel is looking at looking to Jesus and looking at what he did for, for me and yeah. for you. And, um, yeah. and so like, the suffering that Jesus went through is it's incomparable to anything that we'll experience here on earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only just the physical suffering of dying on the cross and the gruesome death that he 
he did for for us but also though we can't even wrap our minds around the weight of him dying for all of our sins Mm. like i just think about jesus dying for just my sins and Mm. i'm like i don't even know how you could carry that (laughs) like that's a lot and then i you know now you're talking about every single person and that's what he did like you can't even wrap your minds around the the weight and the heaviness of that. Yeah. Um, and also, like, that was God's son. Like, yeah. God had his son sacrifice for us. Yeah. And so, to me, that's something that I have to cling to every day. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And I'll, it's, regardless of what season you're going in, I think yeah. you do. But for me, it's like for something as, uh, and for our family, as difficult as this has been, the gospel has been something that I've had to cling to. And so, yeah. that would be the first thing. Um, I got a list here. So the second thing is just something that uh, from something I've been reading recently. Yeah. Um, so I've been in Second Samuel and uh, just learned about the life of David. And Second Samuel seven twenty eight says, And now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love like the simple truth of that. Yeah. And I feel like in the last couple weeks, it's like, when I've been feeling heavy from the news or different things that have been coming through all this, it's like just repeating that, like, oh, Lord God, like you are God. Like, you are God of my life. Mm-hmm. You are God of the universe. Yeah. Um, you are in full control of this situation. Um, and then what your word says, what scripture says is true. Yeah. Um, and you have promised these things to us. Um, you haven't promised healing mm-hmm. of my mom, but you have promised um, a life with Christ, forgiveness, and an eternal way to glory that we get to experience after mm-hmm. after this life. And so yeah. um, holding on to those things. Yeah. Um, that's been really powerful for me. Um, John 15, 4, Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And um, yeah, just as I've gone through the last few years, just remaining in the vine, remaining in the word and letting that be my source of strength every day. Um, and, and doing it like in all transparency on days when I'm having a hard time believing, right? Like there is doubt there. Um, I, I think it's important to mention, like, I feel like some people can listen to this and just be like, man, he's just so positive and like, (laughs) and like, yeah, I am. And that's from the Holy spirit. But I'm also human and mm. there's that, that sin, that doubt in my heart that I have to, um, you know, go to the Lord with. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's, that's been really important. And then my life kind of verse that I've always clung to is James 1, 2 through 4, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm. And I would say when I was younger, when I looked at that verse, mm-hmm. the reason I like this because like I'm an athlete, I'm like hard things, <laughs> like I can just like tough it out, like that's what it's telling me, perseverance, yeah. like, um, and so that's kind of how I looked at it, which is really just um, me feeling like I have enough strength and will to to get through whatever. Yeah. Um, when that's not not the case, it's really saying. Through Christ, um, 
you know, he, he's going to get you through these various trials and, and yeah. there's going to be various ones that you go through in each of your life. Um, and, and count it, count it all joy because through that, like going back to what we talked about earlier through that, I think we're going to know Jesus better because yeah. of that. Yeah. And so I have a whole new view of that. And also like count it all joy. I think the thing that's tricky about that is it doesn't mean when you're going through a trial that you're just going to be all happy, go lucky. And you're just yeah. smile. Like there's going to be sadness. There's going to be hard times. There's going to be doubt. Like I talked about, but somehow in the midst of all that, there's this inner joy and peace mm-hmm. that lives within you that you cannot explain. Yeah. And yeah. only through the Holy spirit. And I've said that so many times where I'm like, I just, I can't even explain like the way I feel. Like yeah. it's like, uh, the Holy Spirit is just, I can just feel the strength even in the midst of mm-hmm. going through those really difficult times. And yeah. so I know that's a lot. No, that's so good. I love go. all of that. <laughs> There's my research paper for you. <laughs> that was fantastic. So, so good. Thank you for sharing those. Well, one of my favorite phrases is Jesus is worth everything you're afraid of losing, which has challenged me for most of my life. So I always like to ask myself, first of all, what am I afraid of losing? But then also, why is Jesus worth it? So why is Jesus worth it to you? Yeah, um, another really good question. And I think, like I said, I when this all came about with my mom, I feel like that was a question I had to ask myself. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it's like, without without Christ like I'm nothing and I've tried it I've tried yeah. uh living on you know my own identity and um that's just so empty and um you know I I'm just I'm not strong enough on my own to go through the different things that we go through in life not the hard things not just the hard things but even the good things yeah oh, it's yeah. like I'm not good enough to even handle success because (laughs) like without Christ, I'm just like, all that's going to do is just build up this ego in me. And, and, um, you know, I don't want that either. And so, um, through Christ, you know, I feel like, um, he, he is worth it. And, you know, again, without him, like I have no hope, um, there, you know, now you're relying on yourself even more. It's, it's like, I just can't imagine at this point in my life, um, you know, living without him. And so, um, he is worth it. Um, and I would say that to, to anybody, like even in the midst of something so hard, it's like, I, it's like more true now than it's ever been. Um, he is so worth it. Um, and I will, uh, I'll always hold to that. So that's so good. Yeah. I have been challenged recently because I, I feel like sometimes I take pride in like being independent, not having to depend on anybody or need anybody, but really I never want to be ashamed of my dependency on God because I always need God Like yeah. in every season. Like you said, like in the good and in the hard, like we can't do it without him mm-hmm. at all. And so that has been one of my prayers recently is that I would not be ashamed of my dependency on yeah. the Lord because it's a joy to depend on him yeah like it that's so true i mean it's like i promise like life to the fullest like life to the fullest through him like i one of my desires is like i want the people that i'm around on a daily basis to feel like 
there's something different in me and mm-hmm. not because of me but because of the Holy Spirit yeah. and like like they see a different joy a different presence mm-hmm. um, that comes from him yeah and and so I I just I can't say that enough because yeah. um, I just remember the the freedom that I felt when I did go all in yeah. you know yeah so that's awesome yeah. I love that. Well, how would you encourage people to choose hope in the day-to-day? Yeah. Um, so I think this is something that I picked up about four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and that's been getting in the Word yeah. um, every day. Um, obviously, there has been days that I've missed in the past five <laughs> years, but not a lot. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's, awesome. that's not like me patting myself on the back. That's just me saying to anyone listening like you know, you hear that a lot, like yeah. get in the word every day, but it's like no, seriously, like you should try to get in that thing every single day. Yeah. I and know. um and I feel like I feel like when I talk about this with people, I get really intense because <laughs> like I told you, my reading comprehension skills are <laughs> subpar and that's probably being generous like I am not great at reading comprehension and you take that and add it with reading the bible terrible combination there I mean so but what I saw was over time like like anything maybe it's working out right it's like over time you'll see results you're not gonna see them the first two weeks maybe not the first month but hey month three yeah like man you start to see the results and the effects of getting in the word and um, and the part that you cannot forget is that the Holy Spirit is helping you to understand um, what he's saying mm. and like the word is living and active and so like the Holy Spirit is, is going to speak through speak through scripture to you yeah. and um, and so like that has just been like an anchor for me, like an anchor for my soul. Like it is, um, resulted in a lot of growth in my faith, in my life. And then also, you know, we talk about, um, you know, knowing Jesus more, knowing him better. Well, like, like I said, this is like living and active. This is a gift from the Lord. So why would we not spend time trying to get to know him better Mm. through something that he's given us? And so, Man, I just think it's so important. Um, if you haven't started or you're struggling to start, like please, I'm telling you, it will be one of the best decisions you can make. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that's helped me is I journal. Um, and journaling can look like whatever you want it to look like. Yeah. For me, it's been a lot of writing down my prayers, um, which has been cool for me to go back and look on prayers that I've written down and God's answered and, um, and just things that stand out, whatever. I just, it just helps me to focus as I read. And so, um, those have been, you know, two things that, um, have been really good. And that's how I try to choose hope every day. So I'd encourage other people to do the same if you're listening. Yeah. So that's so good. And it's very evident that you spend time in the word every day, like Mm -hmm. just hearing you talk and share the gospel and like read those scriptures, like it, I think that it just makes all the difference. Like even with, like you said, your desire for like people to see God in you. Like I think that's because you spend time with God every day, you know, and it is a lot more valuable than we think it is, you know. no doubt. And we have to be reminded of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, what do you want to praise God for today specifically? Yeah, I think um, I want to praise God for uh, my family. Yeah. Um, I'm just so thankful for them. I'm so thankful for um, my mom. Um, There's a, uh, I have a picture on my phone and um, she had, she has been getting treatment in the hospital and, you know, she's worn out, um, dead asleep and um, she's got, you know, her Bible just like laid out on her stomach. And I love that picture because it's been such a good thing for me to see what it looks like to pursue God in the midst of suffering. And, um, you know, she's a true warrior, a true faith warrior. And, um, like just the evidence of God in her life, um, is so clear. Um, and she has shown me that through all the good times and through the bad times. And so I'm so thankful for that and thankful for her. Um, I'm really thankful for my dad. Um, you know, the, the spouse of someone who has cancer, I think is like one of the hardest parts that, that I've seen. Um, like just, he is the most selfless guy that I know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, when people talk about their vows, uh, that they do at weddings and like, I've just seen him completely lived that out like you hear through sickness and health like man I mean yeah I mean he is loving her every day it's non-stop it's constant um and he's there for um and he's had to completely put all the things that he wants to do in his life right now he's Mm -hmm. had to completely put on pause Mm -hmm. and just give himself up to her and like Mm -hmm. um for me I just I'm so thankful for that example. Yeah. And he's just been an absolute rock for our family. Um, I don't know how he's done it. Um, I mean, I do because the Holy Spirit that lives in them is strong. Yeah. Um, And uh, so I'm just so thankful for him. I'm thankful for my sisters. Mm -hmm. Thankful for just each one of them and the different ways that they have... um, just played a role in how we kind of come together and um, just seeing uh, how strong each one of their faiths are and um, and just the way they've encouraged me through all of that yeah. um, in different ways. And um, our bond is stronger through that. And yeah. um, I'm very, really fortunate. Like I can't yeah. imagine going through this without them. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I would say just like the relationships I've, ha- I've built um, – you know, here, especially, um, and just different friendships over the, over the years and the community of people that have like come along, come alongside us, um, the different text messages I've gotten and, um, you know, just, just the most random things. Like you, you sent me a message saying you were praying and you're reading the Karen bridge and stuff like that. Like, um, just not feeling like you're going through something alone. And, um, I've really seen like, the church and the community of believers really surround uh, our family in that. And so yeah. I'm really thankful for that. Um, I don't take any of it for granted, yeah. for sure. Oh, so. yeah. Well, that's incredible. Well, I really, really, really appreciate you sharing the gospel, really, in these like past 45 minutes, just mm-hmm. laying out the gospel and 
God is so big in you, like so, so big in you. And I am thankful. And one of my prayers, like as we talked about earlier, specifically for this episode, was that even both of us from this conversation would walk away knowing God better and that we would know the hope. And so I want to thank you for reminding me of that and helping me to know God better through how he has worked in your life and is working in your life and stirring up this hope within your family in the midst of a lot of suffering and um, also stirring up this hope like in the midst of your job and the people that you get to serve and I'm just really in awe of God in you and in your life and I'm just really thankful for you being willing to be on Hope Over Hype even when I messaged you it literally brought a tear to my eye because you said you responded and said I'm all in and I am extremely thankful for that and just for this platform so that people can hear the gospel and hear what God has done and and is doing. So thank you so yeah. so much. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel really cool being on this. <laughs> it's big time over it's here. Big time. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, well the last question is is said to be the hardest question of what would your 100%. walk what would your walk up song be? Twenty seconds of a song that gets you insanely hype. Yeah. Yeah. This one was hard. <laughs> I love music. And yeah. I love all kinds of music. So it's like, you first got to figure out what genre do you want. Yeah. So, but my mind went to baseball. Like, I think walk-up song. I think baseball. Yeah. I grew up playing baseball until about ninth grade. So, yeah, that's where my mind went. And I also was thinking, all right, I've never hit a home run in my life. So <laughs> if I was going to hit one, yeah. what song do I need to, like, I mean, just give me the, you know, the extra strength yeah. and just hit a bomb. So <laughs> that's what I was thinking. This might not be the most Christian song in the world, but I was thinking country music because that's kind of where my head goes with, with baseball. Yeah. So my song is going to be Smoke a Little Smoke by Eric Church. <laughs> so that will just get me fired up for sure. That's awesome. So, that's so good. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to Hope Over Hype. I appreciate everybody who has been so patient in this process and those of you who have asked me intentional questions about how things are going and also those of you who have dreamed with me and encouraged me in this process. I have been struggling a lot this summer with fear, uh, but one thing that I continue to claim is that God did not give me a spirit of fear. And I'm confident that every good thing in me and every good thing within this process of hope over hype is a thousand percent of the Lord. I could not do it without him. And I just continue to be in awe of God and the way that he moves from the really big things to also the really small, tiny details. And he continues to revive my heart through these conversations. And like, wow, what an incredible conversation with Jake. And truly, I meant what I said at the end of, I walked away from that conversation knowing God better and knowing the hope to which I had been called. And I'm just really thankful for him and and just the truth that he spoke so boldly. And I pray that the words that God spoke through him pierced your heart. Um, that you recognize how good God is, that you realize the depth of his love for you through the sacrifice of Jesus and that we have this opportunity to be transformed from death to life and we have an opportunity for hope and abundance and joy even in the midst of a lot of hard and a lot of suffering here on earth. And we have this inheritance that God has promised for us forever to be in glory 
with him. And so if you have not experienced the joy of Jesus, of knowing God, I would encourage you to pursue conversations with people. I would love to have a conversation with you. I know Jake would love to have a conversation with you because truly Jesus is better than anything that this world has to offer. Jesus is better. And I am continuing to pray that as you listen to these conversations that you know God better and that you know the hope to which we have been called. And as I was listening back through this conversation and spending some time with the Lord, um, I came to Psalm 33, which the whole chapter is really good, but I got to the end where I think it just really sums up hope over hype um, and just what God has for us in this life when we choose hope. And um, the beginning talks about singing joyfully to the Lord and how the word of the Lord is right and true and how he's faithful and all he does. And it talks about how when God speaks, it comes to be. When he commands, it stands firm. And then towards the end, starting in verse 16, it says, No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all of its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we pour our hope in you. So I pray that you choose hope today and that you engage in conversations with the people around you about what that looks like and that you take time to dig into God's word as we talked about that is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword because it is absolutely transformative. I'm, I'm getting all fired up over here. I'm just like so excited about what God has done and what God is doing and I'm just really thankful for the Delaney family and even from a distance as and just the things that I have learned um, over the past week I just am in awe of the hope that they have in Jesus and thankful for the way that they seek his glory above all else Um, so thank you so much for listening to Hope Over Hype we'll be back again next week with a new episode in our athletic series but in the meantime keep having conversations with your circles of influence. Keep sharing with your friends and keep choosing hope. And we'll see you next week.